Q&A. Over past months, the constant refrain is one of the growth opportunities for brands as we work through this crisis. You all know the behavioural shifts. I'm not going to waste time going over old ground. I will comment on a few opportunities I found to be interesting, some of which I've road tested on a couple of clients who are exploring the thoughts with a view to altering their approach from a marketing and operational standpoint. Point one, focus on function, that is, behaviours driven by category availability, types of benefits, not brand preference. Two, interesting brands that combine functional performance with positive social behaviour, augmented by their purpose. I just got off a call with a client today who is doing this now with noteworthy success. Three, status-driven brands, loss of interest. No one is interested in conspicuous consumption. Four, engagement and purchasing of brands who treat their employees well. Five, habits or loyalty. Habits, changes in behaviour, particularly is something I've been devoting considerable time to recently. Repeat purchase rate in the past impacted a customer's lifetime value. Given the pandemic, what was a hypothetical question is now a real-world scenario. Would consumers delay the purchase of their preferred brand if it were unavailable? Would you be willing to accept or try a substitute? We now need to redefine real loyalty and habitual purchase. Six, patience and interest. Another interesting debate recently with a client and their media company Will consumers stay with a 90-second online commercial, or is their preference tens or sixes? The dialogue moved to the age-old dilemma, content or engagement, like the chicken and egg, which comes first. The prevailing view was content and the quality of the storytelling. 7. Everything old is new again. The world has changed, though compelling value propositions haven't. Neither have the four fundamental P's. I encourage you to take a fresh and broad approach to all of them, not just promotion, the one we're most accustomed to. In my spare time, I teach service management, which employs three additional P's, though not P's as such, which are employees, company and customers. Throughout the course, via the case method, which, like TBS, we discuss how to effectively design, manage, and improve service organisations. Specifically, how to create distinctive and sustainable service strategies delivering genuinely differentiated value propositions. How to execute win-win-win service models that enable customers, employees, stakeholders, and owners to simultaneously thrive. Also, how to lead in a human resource intense service environment, even for internet-based services. Why services are different from manufacturing and extractive industries and the implications for their economics and leadership. How to adapt to evolving customer needs and changing competitive landscapes. I mention this as service management resides at the intersection of leadership, strategy, marketing, organisational behaviour and operations. In these straitened times as a company, I do think we need to ask different questions in order to survive and thrive.
more what-ifs rather than statements like yes, when. As I've said constantly, we need to ask probing questions that better define the business problem or challenge. I remain perplexed as to why Move Beyond Reason, our proprietary strategy suite, is not used more purposely across the company. Developing strategy is everyone's business. I encourage you not to perpetually outsource it to planners. If it's your desire to stay in our business, I implore you to get to know how our clients' companies work and get a better understanding of their current and future business challenges. Eight, furthermore, think solution, not just product. There is no ideal product, only a solution that fits the customer's needs and desired outcome. In the past, not so long ago, brands defined their appeal based on how they differentiated from their competitors. As brand stewards, now we need to figure out how brands can be differentiated for customers. The more brands can address customer concerns around safety, security and assurances, their fortunes will lift in direct proportion. Lately, I've been studying direct-to-consumer, DTC. To illustrate my earlier think solution point and the disruption of industries, I was rather taken by a recent case that outlines how a startup took on the orthodontic industry by democratising orthodontics. Underscoring my earlier suggestion, as the chairman and CEO of the startup said at a Monday morning sync meeting in December last year, he said, Everyone on the executive team is expected to know the company inside out. In support, when I worked on the Hertz rent-a-car business, each month for a few days, I was expected to get to an understanding of the client's business from the front line, which meant renting cars at the airport, washing and cleaning them, and working at their head office, often in admin. As I said, I've been exploring DTC companies recently. Here's a few disruption learnings, in my view, applicable to us all right now. It's never been easier to start a business, and it's never been harder to actually grow one. DTC's speed to market is much faster. They are more agile than legacy products or brands. Sooner, not later, DTC's understand they need a retail strategy. Retail bricks and mortar is not dead, despite rhetoric to this contrary. As direct consumers have a direct access to consumers, they quickly incorporate customer feedback into product design and marketing. Incumbent brands are less experienced in direct distribution and social media. DTC brands are more appealing to young customers. They're not much interested in legacy brands their parents purchased. Watch out for client brands who are either unserved or underserved. DTC companies will soon fill the vacuum. Final point. DTC companies gather more data from consumers live time and therefore gain substantial advantage over incumbents. Nine, my final point. Talking of thinking, here's a few further growth opportunities for brands. Some self-evident, others will require more exploration. My advice is think access, not just place. Think value, not price. Think education, not promotion. As indeed is the case with the MVP growth at the moment, who is talking of online education being top of mind in the group. In closing, 
Reflect on the four fundamental P's of marketing, adding the service P's, employees, company, and customers. Perpetually ask questions, how can we add value? However, in order to honestly ask that question, we need to really know what makes their businesses tick. So always remember, ask thoughtful, probing questions and listen actively to the answers. That's it for now. See you again next time. Bye for now. Have a great day.